This is the Food Factor Podcast, the show that talks about the connection between your health and what you eat or don't eat. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek, clinical nutritionist, health coach, science nerd, perma student, and mother of four. I love dogs, babies, and most of all, talking about all things health, wellness, and the weirdness of the human body. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to another episode of the Food Factor Podcast. I am so glad you're here. My name is Stephanie Mahachek. We're going to talk about some fun things today. So I've had a couple of people ask about nutrition for their kids and how to start that conversation. And it's a conversation I definitely want people to have more often. Now, the reason I feel like this is beneficial to talk to talk about right now is at the time of this recording, we're approaching the end of the year. We're in the about to be in the thick of it with New Year's resolutions, diet talk, changing habits, setting goals, all of those things that kind of come around this time of year. And as parents, we're kind of used to it. You know, we've, we've maybe set goals before. Maybe we've, we've done the whole New Year's resolution. Maybe we've done the whole thing with dieting as of January 1st or whatever. But I want you to take a moment and think about how that impacts your kids. Now, I actually had a conversation with somebody who just said to me, can you just talk to my teenager about nutrition? And of course, this is something that I do often. But it kind of got me thinking, too. I think a podcast episode about the basics of talking to your kids about nutrition might be beneficial to a lot of people. So this is why this episode is happening. So as you are thinking about any goals that you have for the upcoming year, or maybe you're one that doesn't set New Year's resolutions, but you're just making some healthier changes in general, whatever the case may be, your kids are always watching. Always. They hear the conversations, even when you don't think they hear the conversations. They hear the conversations that you're having maybe with your friend, maybe with your spouse, maybe with your family member or whatever. But they hear that and they take that in. So I always caution parents on how they are approaching dieting and healthy eating and how they word it specifically. Now, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of my opinions on dieting. If you've been listening to this podcast for a few episodes or if you've kind of seen me on social media, you know that I am very much anti-diet. But what I am is pro-personalized nutrition. I am pro people figuring out the best way for their particular situation, for their body, on how to eat and how to apply nutrition in a therapeutic way, but also in a supportive and helpful way so that it lasts for what their body needs. And as I've been mentioning a few times in the last few episodes, and I really, I say it every day, as you transition into different phases of life, if you have those foundational skills on how to listen and read your own body and your own body's symptoms and your cues, the cues that your body is giving you, and you can then apply nutritional you know, insight and nutritional um, changes to that, you will help your body heal and help your body transition into another phase of life. And you'll be feeling great because you're supporting it with the proper nutrients. So again, that's a whole different kind of probably episode that I could do on that alone. But back to the, the point of this episode is how do we talk to our kids about nutrition? Now, 
I have been doing this past year has been wonderful for me as as a practitioner just because I've gotten a lot of different opportunities to talk with kids of various ages and um and, and teach them some of these basics about nutrition and healthy eating and healthy habits to get in and and some of those things that as adults we maybe wish we knew sooner. And it's been it's been awesome to see these kids light up when I tell them simple things like, oh, do you experience this? Well, that that's because of that. And they just eat it up. Like they love it. They love learning about their bodies. They love learning about cause and effect of, of what they have an impact on. I mean, adults do too, but kids are just in that mindset of, of learning and wanting to figure things out. And it's just awesome to see. So I've had some great opportunities this year. I hope to have more opportunities next year of being able to work with uh, kids in a larger capacity and be able to, you know, put down some of these foundational nutrition knowledge and nutritional habits that they can then build on for the rest of their lives. Now, when it comes to talking to your kids about nutrition and about healthier eating, um, there are a couple of things that I like to bring up. And I'm actually going to go over a few things that I, I did teach about when I was teaching a couple of, uh, for a few weeks in this homeschool group, we went over these things and it went over really well. First of all, side note, sidebar, when I talk to parents, well, I shouldn't say parents, when I talk to adults, I'll, I'll approach a, a group and I'll say, hey, I would love to come and talk to your students or your athletes or your kids or your group about nutrition and healthy eating. And I'd say it's about 50-50 at this point. Some some groups are like, oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, we love that. Yes. Other groups are like, kids don't care about that. They don't want to hear that. They have zero interest in that. And those are kind of my favorite because <laughs> I'm like, eh, nope, they do. They so do. They so want to learn more about healthier eating. It doesn't mean that they're going to instantly start eating salads, of course, but but I look at it as like a garden, you're planting the seeds. You're planting those seeds of healthier eating down the road. That's one thing too, as parents, you know, fast forward back to the parent part. If your kids decide to make changes, a healthier change, maybe they decide to try broccoli, maybe they decide, maybe they order a side salad at dinner or something like that. I know every fiber of your being is going to want to comment on that, celebrate it, throw a party for it. You know, you're going to want to (laughs) exemplify that in every way possible. Try and resist. Try and just normalize it. Try and just be like, okay, cool. You want a salad? Awesome. All right, we'll order you a salad. And then afterwards be like, how'd you like it? Was it good? Would you get it again? Is there anything that you would get different about your salad? Would you add something? Would you take something away? Did you not like the cheese on the salad? Whatever, like talk to them about the salad. Don't talk to them about the fact that they ate the salad because as kids, especially in different age groups, they have this like ingrained uh, need to like do the opposite of what parents say. So just, I'm sure you've already experienced that, but that's something I I always bring up when I'm talking with parents and when I'm talking with kids, because parents tend to want to be like, oh, well, look, you, you had the salad. See, you know, we, and it's, it's out of a place of love and and out of a place of like, you know, frustration, of course, but, um, but please try not to make a big deal when they do start change in the habits, you can just comment on it and ask them how they liked it and and ask them what they would try next or whatever. 
So the the thing that when when I start talking with kids or groups or or whoever, schools, whatever, the thing I like to start with is what is nutrition in the first place? And when I do that, I say, you know, I'm a nutritionist. Does anyone know what that means? And usually there's one or two kids that kind of raise their hand. They're like, you talk about food. And it's like, yes, I do. So they just so they have an understanding of what is nutrition when that that word gets thrown out a lot. What does that actually mean? So explaining that nutrition and and looking at somebody's nutrition is looking at how food helps or hinders their body and their growth and, you know, their habits. So that's kind of where we start from is just simply introducing what is nutrition in the first place. And then we kind of break into maybe some of the words that they have heard of before, healthy, unhealthy, um, diet, you know, some of those words, I don't want to skirt around them. I don't want to avoid them because these are things that maybe their parents are talking about, or maybe their older sister is talking about, or their cousins or whoever. I want them to understand what these words mean in a safe environment where, and a, and a knowledgeable environment where they can ask questions around that. What is a diet? What does that mean? And I purposely kind of hit that head on because I don't want it to be like this taboo word, but I also want them to understand that diet means, you know, this, and it means that somebody follows a certain eating plan and sometimes it's safe and sometimes it's not so safe and you have to understand why it's safe and why it's not. Now, if I'm talking to kindergartners, we probably don't go into that that depth of it, but talking definitely with the older kids, uh, teenagers, we do talk about dieting and, and how social media impacts that and how um, unhealthy and how unsafe it can be to do certain extremes and how to spot that in their friends and their you know family members or, or whoever, because it's important. So, um, so we, we kind of talk about some of those uh, vocabulary words, I guess you can, you can say. So that's important to talk and, and just open up that conversation with your kids and you know, your kids better than anybody. So are you, are you using those words at home? Are you saying, oh, mommy's on a diet? Are you saying, oh, I need to go on a diet? Are you saying daddy needs to go on a diet? Whatever. Are you saying those words and does it have a negative association with it? If so, if you can try and neutralize that, you can simply just neutralize it by saying, I'm feeling unhealthy and I want to make some different changes. And so we're going to start eating a different way and see if that helps our body feel better. You know, something as simple as that. So next, after we go through some of those vocab words and, and, and I always ask them, is there anything that you've heard? Do you want me to clarify anything? Is there anything that you have questions about? And, you know, very rarely they'll sometimes they'll they'll raise their hand and be like, well, yeah, I heard about, you know, electrolytes or whatever. Um, so then we'll go into that, but that's kind of where we start. Then we talk about nutrients and nutrition and how it is the building blocks of our body. And I usually have like a picture of a, of a house that's kind of like falling apart and kind of decrepit and and all that. And I just say, when you don't have those proper building blocks, those proper boards in your house, you know, the structure that your body needs, you might feel like you're falling apart or you might feel sick or you might feel, you know, a certain way. And that's where nutrition comes in. That's where you want to look at how are you eating. And and so that opens up the door for 
which foods cause us to feel better. What do each foods do? We talk about macronutrients versus micronutrients. We talk about which each and every macronutrient and how the carbohydrates give us energy and help us with certain things and how proteins are building blocks and they help support our cells and and make us feel stronger and how um, essential fats and healthy fats help you know help us think better and help support every single building block in our body and how it helps with our skin and our hair to look healthy and shiny and all of that again you can go into it as detailed as you feel necessary for your child but i promise you they are absorbing a lot more than you think they might be so it's okay if you if you tell them something that you feel is over their head it gives them something to kind of grasp onto and maybe think about for a little bit and then they could ask questions later So of course we then go into food groups and we talk about, you know, what is a vegetable? What is a carbohydrate? What is a dairy? Is dairy good for you? Is dairy uh, something that you can tolerate? And usually uh, nowadays, almost every single group or class has somebody who has a sensitivity or has an allergy to something. And so we talk about that. We talk about like, what does that mean exactly? How come this person has a, an allergy and this person doesn't? And um, do I have a, a sensitivity? What does that feel like? And how can I avoid feeling bad if I have that? So we talk about some of that. Um, we do talk about variety because that is one thing, especially with kids. Some of them are food phobic where they are very anti trying new things. And that's okay. That's just the age that, that they're at, especially the younger kids like the you know, the pre-K through probably like third grade are usually the the, um, the, the ones that are more susceptible to food phobias. Um, but you can see them. It, it kind of comes and goes as the kids get older. You, you might, you know, see a teenager that's like, I'm not trying that. Absolutely not. So it, it doesn't mean anything. It just means that, all right, they just are a little, you know, lacking in um, what they want to try right now. And that's okay. Um, again, let's not make a big deal about certain things. They're going to be getting nutrients other ways. There's tons of options to get nutrients other ways. But so we talk about the variety that's needed. We talk about eating a rainbow of colors and why each phytonutrient and each color is important for the body. And um, usually we'll have a game, we'll have a, you know, um, a chart or we do like a bingo game where they, you know, can win a prizes and stuff like that. So how you want to set that up at your home is up to you, but it's, uh, it definitely makes it more fun for them to get a variety where it's like, oh, what are we going to have that's purple today? What, what can we go to the grocery store or the farmer's market and find that's red or what are we going to try out or whatever? So it makes it a lot more fun for them to be able to apply it, what you're teaching them or what I'm teaching them. Um, And then we talk about quality and we talk about things like what makes something better quality than others. And we, for the older kids, the ones who can read, we go over labels, we go over ingredient lists and label reading. And we talk about what are you looking for? What does this word mean? Um, I actually do that with a lot of adults who have just don't read labels. They just get what they've always gotten and they don't think twice about it. So we'll go through and read labels and, and say, do you know that this is a sweetener? Do you know that that is a preservative? So that way they can recognize that. Quality is something that we spend a lot of time on just because I want to make sure that they understand the quality of your food matters because the quality of your food is the quality of the nutrients and the quality of the nutrients is the quality of your building blocks for your body. So we make sure that they understand that and and also highlight that you don't always have to get perfect quality food. You don't. 
You can go to birthday parties and have cake and pizza. You can, you know, go out for ice cream after a game or whatever. Like you don't always have to get a perfect diet. That is something that is peppered in and layered in everything I do because balance is key. And it's it's unrealistic to expect our kids to eat the perfect diet every single day because nobody has that, especially in this day and age. So um, I always try to... to normalize that is the fact that there's no perfect diet and it's okay to get poor quality foods. But if you're only getting poor quality foods, how is that impacting your body? Um, and, and of course, depending on the group, there's always, you know, some of the, the economic factors weigh in. And so if, if there is a group that is a little bit, uh, you know, struggling in the ec- economic standpoint and they can't afford healthy foods, we talk about how they can get some supportive foods with what they have. So we, we look at canned foods. We talk about how we can make canned foods a little bit more nutritious. We talk about, you know, where can you get um, tokens and use SNAP money and use, you know, food stamps to get healthy quality, a good quality foods. And where has like double stamps and where can you get like bonus, you know, veggies and stuff like that. So anyways, it's, it's not impossible. Um, it's just that conversation that you have to have. Uh, and then, of course, we talk about quantity. They, they need to know how much am I supposed to be getting of all these healthy foods and how much how much is too much? How much is not enough? How do I know? Like what? And we use different tools to give them a guide on how to measure that um, and, and how to know. Like when you're out at a restaurant, is this is this quantity satisfying to you or is it going to be too much for you? Or, you know, how do you know that? And we talk about hunger and full and kids have an a really good way they listen to their bodies more than adults do so you've probably seen this when if your child has ever just refused food you're like what this is your favorite you're not gonna eat it they're like no i'm not hungry and we're like no but you have to eat it i made this for you and they're like no i'm not hungry it's like i've seen kids at birthday parties turn down pizza and cake because they're like nah i don't feel i'm not, I'm not hungry I'm not, i don't want it it's like wow all right so we talk about quantity and we talk about how much of vegetables uh, is a serving and how much of fruit should they get in a day and how much, you know, protein should they be getting in a day based on if they're active or not or, or what have you, or if they have a, you know, a soccer tournament coming up and how much protein should they be getting. So we do go into all of that just because it's important for them to understand, like, what is enough? What is what is good for me? Then, of course, we do talk about hydration, and that is something a lot of parents tell me that my kid just doesn't drink enough water. And, you know, depending on if they're at, you know, a school, a public school, private school, whatever, or versus homeschool, they may have different opportunities to get different water in. Some schools allow water bottles, some schools don't. Um, So it's something that we address, and we, I, I teach them, you know, why is water important to begin with? How much water do they actually need based on their age? Um, a general, general rule of thumb. Now, you know, use this with a grain of salt. Your child may need different amounts, but it's one cup or one eight ounce cup for every age or every year your child is. So if you have a four-year-old, about four cups is going to be what they want or four eight ounce, you know, cups is what they would need in a day. Um, up until they're eight years old, and then that's just for everybody. Eight, eight ounce glasses is the general rule of thumb. So if your, you know, seven-year-old is really active in 
hockey or somewhere where they're sweating a lot and they they will probably need more but that's just a general gauge to start with and just figure out and talk to their doctor and figure out like what their bodies would need we also talk about how to get water you know it's one thing to drink it but talking about foods that have water in them different vegetables that have water in them um you know holding up a a piece of watermelon or having them bite into some celery or squeeze out some kale or whatever. There's, there's lots of water in vegetables that, that they get when they eat those vegetables. Um, and then we talk about flavoring water and how to make water less boring as I, as everyone always calls it. And to do that, we talk about what you can add to water, orange slices, lemon slices, cucumber, mint, I actually did an experiment with a group of kids who uh, I had pitchers of water and one had a cucumber in it, one had lemon and one had orange. And they got to try each one. And the majority of them loved the lemon. And some of them liked all of them. Some of them didn't like any of them. And that's okay. But they got to try it out and they got to understand that you don't have to add Kool-Aid to water or crystal light to water or whatever or, or artificial sweeteners and sugars just to make the water taste good. So, um, and then of course, speaking of that, we talk about sugars and we talk about sweeteners and we talk about how those impact our, their bodies and what it can do to their brains. And I don't want it to be like this fear, you know, thing where they should be afraid of having sugar because, you know, and you're the parent, you can kind of decide on this, but I have seen it more often than not that the parents that restrict any and all sugar, their kids go they binge, they go absolutely wild for it when they do have access to sugar. And then it becomes a huge problem. If you can teach your kids balance with sugar and how it's okay to have some in small amounts or, or whatever you want to call it for them based on their needs and their health. Um, I would highly recommend doing that versus restricting any and all sugar in the house because it, it, it turns more often than not, it turns into a problem later on. And one thing to talk about with your kids is the difference between natural versus added sugar. That was a fun game. I actually held up pictures of things like an apple or um, a granola bar or a cookie or a banana or whatever. And I said, what's natural and which one has added? And it was kind of a hard for some of the kids. It was hard for them to grasp that concept. And so what I found helpful was if you were making this granola bar or if you were making this cereal or if you were making this cookie, would you have to add, you know, most of the kids at that point have have cooked something or baked something. Would you have to measure out sugar and add it to the bowl? That is added sugar. And they were like, oh, OK, I get it. So that might be helpful to explain it to your kids, too. But we, we talk about how sugar in the body can do a number of things. Um, and depending on the age group, you know, you can decide if you want to talk about, you know, energy crashes or if you want to talk about gut health or if you want to talk about headaches. That was one thing that most kids can understand is headaches and, um, the, the, and how sugar can, you know, getting too much artificial sugar, or getting too much sugar in general can give you a headache. Um, so that was helpful kind of for them to, to decipher between natural versus added and how it's okay to have sugar in moderation. And if you're getting sugar through natural sources like apples and, and vegetables and other fruits and what have you, that it's still sugar, but it's, it comes from a natural source versus an added source. And one of the final things, once you've kind of gone through 
or once I went through all of these little concepts with the kids, they had a pretty good foundation of what nutrition is, what the food groups are, what food uh, counts as which food group, how to kind of, you know, form that together, why they need healthy foods and why it's okay to have not so healthy and supportive foods and and, and all that uh, on occasion and, and all that. Uh, then having them learn how to build a balanced meal, I think is one of the key things. And even my kindergartners that I taught and the first graders that I taught were able to put together a healthy, balanced meal based on different uh, items that I gave them. So I gave them kind of the parameters, the foundation. I said, what are you going to have that's a protein? What are you going to have that's a carbohydrate? Where's your veggies? What is going to be your healthy fat source? And they were able to kind of say like, okay, well, if I have my favorite, which is spaghetti and meatballs, the spaghetti is going to be the carbohydrate. The meatballs are going to be the protein and maybe a little bit of the fat. Uh, I'm going to cook it with olive oil. I'm going to have... Uh, side salad so my veggies or am I going to have some maybe steamed broccoli on the side or whatever and they were able to craft together kind of a balanced meal that hit all the macros so for them that was that was a game but I mean really in the grand scheme of life more people need to do that because most adults are a lot I shouldn't say most many adults that I talk to will make a meal out of a carbohydrate and a protein and they forget the vegetables or they don't understand the difference between a starchy vegetable versus a non-starchy veggie and how an, a starchy veggie could also count as your carbohydrate. So teaching these kids some of these things at a younger age, hopefully you can see how that sets them up then to make different choices as they get into their teen years and as they get into their you know 20s and they're maybe out on their own and making their own choices and buying their own food. It gives them the foundations to, okay, well, what's going to be my protein for this meal or whatever. So they can they can kind of put that together themselves. Now, think about your own goals for your health. If you are planning on starting a diet for the new year, or if you're planning on making some changes for the new year, how are you approaching this? What kind of things are you saying to your family? Because how you eat, how you decide to eat does impact them. You know, even if you're, I've talked to people who are kind of on their own diet plan And they make their own dinner and then they make a dinner for their family, which, you know, I have my opinions on that as well. But um, if you're planning on eating a different way, if you're planning on tackling a new diet or, you know, doing a cleanse or whatever, how do you see that impacting your kids or your family in general? Um, And how maybe could you talk to them that in a way that helps them understand healthy eating and healthy uh, beliefs around food and healthy foods and and how they help their body. So just kind of think about that for a little bit. I'm not trying to shame anybody. I know everyone, everyone has their own beliefs and that's okay. But if you're planning on doing some sort of diet or cleanse or detox or whatever, starting in January, um, maybe this is a good opportunity to also talk to your kids about healthy habits about how the body interacts with nutrients and how they could, maybe as a family, you guys could all decide, hey, instead of going on a diet, (laughs) I'm going to set some family goals that every single dinner time, we're going to have one or two vegetables going forward. You know, who's going to help me pick out the vegetables? Let's, Let's all, you know, plan out a meal and let's include some vegetables. 
incorporate them into some of the goal setting process. And I think one of the most important things to think about if you are planning on changing up, you know, your cooking or your family's meals or whatever, is coming at it from from the why and the how. So the why is more like, we are struggling with our energy and we need to bring some more vitamins and nutritious foods into our day. So we're going to add those in and we're going to start with adding one or two in at dinner time and maybe at lunch. Or, you know, also the, the how is, how is this going to help me? How is this going to impact my, my body? You know, explaining some of those things can really be helpful. And also the how is like, who's going to help me prep? Let's make this as easy as possible for us in the mornings when we're uh, packing our lunches or, you know, at night when we come home and we have, you know, 10 minutes to eat before we have to go somewhere, how can we make it super simple? Who's got ideas? So you can help it. You can incorporate them into the process and you'd be surprised what they actually come up with. As always, you know, if you have questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm available through, you know, email, social media, whatever. I'm happy to talk about, you know, your specific situation. And if your kids have specific kind of eating quirks, as we should, as we call it. Um, I'm happy to kind of walk through a few strategies or ideas with you. Or if you're like a couple of the moms that I've talked to recently, and they just want me to talk to their kids about nutrition. um, You know, a lot of times it's funny, like I will say, I'll say something and they're like, yeah, my mom already told me that. I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) But hearing it from somebody else, sticks with them for whatever reason. It's super frustrating. I know my own kids don't listen to me about nutrition sometimes. And then they'll see something like, hey, did you know that healthy fats are olives? I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh, but it's fine. Um, So I I get it. Some kids just want to hear it from somebody besides their parents. And that's what I'm here for. So you can always reach out. I do have some um, specials going on right now through the end of December and eh, probably into January too. Why not? Um, so reach out to me if you want to have a, a couple of sessions uh, with me or with me and your child. I, I'm happy to do that based on what they need. Um, also, I am putting together, I'm super excited about this. It's not done yet and I am hesitant to talk about it until it's done, but I'm going to bring it up now. I have a wonderful membership coming up that is called Eat Healthy SC. And it's not just for people in South Carolina, but it is a platform where you can meal plan with thousands of healthy recipes. You can customize them based on how many serving sizes you need. If you have a large family, if you have a smaller family, if you need to make swaps out because you have allergies or whatever, you can do that on this uh, platform, as well as you get the support of me throughout the month. And I do uh, different cooking lessons. I will do different um, topics and, and different, you know, uh, little videos on a, a topic of the month where, you know, if it's it's about, you know, certain healthy fats this month, or it's about athlete nutrition another month, or I'll bring in guests that talk about more specific things like maybe hormones or blood pressure or whatever. It's for the entire family. So I'm a, a mom of four. So I try to incorporate a kid component into everything I do because I'm so passionate about teaching kids at a younger age how to make healthy choices and, and how they're how to read their body. Um, but it is a, a family type of membership that um, I, there will definitely be more information coming soon. But I wanted to plant that seed and just say that uh, it's coming and I'm finishing it up now and I'm really excited for it. I don't have a launch date quite yet. 
But if it's something that you're interested in, um, you can, if you already get my emails, great. You'll be definitely hearing more about it. Or you can follow me on social media at Food Factor Nutrition on Instagram or Facebook, and I'll be posting about it then. So make sure you follow me. So I hope this was helpful. As always, like I said, reach out if you have questions about your child's eating habits or how to approach different topics around nutrition with them. I'm happy to offer some uh, advice. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of the year and a wonderful rest of the week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Food Factor Podcast. It is my personal mission to help people make the best food choices that they can for their particular situation. So if you found this episode helpful, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or a family member or somebody who needs to hear this information and also leave me a review. Those are the things that help get this podcast seen and heard by more people who could use the help as well. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening.